Hello, Rockstars! It's time for PMP. It's Dynamite. I haven't pulled that one out for a while, so I felt like, you know, we just need to spice it up. We're going to print the spring pedals to train for those race day medals and keep crushing those PRs. I'm having a hard time believing that we're already in week 14. We're in the final weeks, and we're just going to continue to cruise on through the training plan. I mean, even though we've been... Uh, spicing it up. I don't know if there's been a lot of cruising, but we're going to cruise and enjoy this workout. So let's go ahead and get on up, get ready, and get stretched out. going to start it off with our full body jumping jacks in three, two, and one. You know jumping jacks. Again, feels good. I'm feeling a little sore today, so I figured it was a good way to start out bringing your hands up, maybe giving a little clap at the top of that jumping jack, bringing the feet back together, squeezing those glutes. I'm telling you, if you guys think about your glutes and don't think about me at this point, I'm pretty sure I have not done my job. So give them an extra squeeze for me. Wake them up. Tell them it's time to get moving. We're going to go ahead and go on forward and going to do some moving forward high knees. That's right. Try not to stay in place. Try moving on forward in three, two, and one. Totally okay if you want to stay in place. But if you have the space, take it up. Shine bright like a diamond. Bringing those knees high, high, high. Getting your arms in on the action. Making sure that our form, we're nice and tall. Preparing for that running form that you guys know you love, you have it. And then we're going to go ahead and bring it on back for those butt kicks. Again, preferably moving on forward, but in place is fine too. In three, two, and one. Kicking those glutes, bringing those knees. Um, No, we already did the high knees. We want your heels towards your glutes. If you can get your knees to your glutes, I mean, again, I, I have questions. We need to unpack that later on, even though I'm pretty sure if anybody could do it, I'm going to put my money on Christine. I don't know. Maybe we'll start that challenge. Maybe not. But either way, if you are moving on forward, again, making sure you are standing tall no matter what. But especially if you are moving forward, making sure that you are practicing keeping a book on top of your head, maybe a plate of pancakes even. I mean, I wouldn't risk pancakes that way, but to each their own. We're going to saddle it on up for our last stretch here. Going to take some time and do some calf raises in three, two, and one. You can hold on to something or put your hands on your hips, bringing them up high, 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 giving them a little flex, holding for a second before bringing your heels down to the ground. Again, giving a nice stretch in that calf area and those toes, especially after the high knees and the butt kicks given a TLC, a little love, a little magic. I'm all in my feels today. When am I not? But that is, as Christine would say, neither here nor there because you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? It is time for our walking warm-up. So put a smile on your face and get walking forward. Christine, can you handle the energy? <laughs> you, how much coffee did you have? Don, not enough. Okay, Never enough. Really? Okay. It feels like there was quite a bit of caffeine on that side of the microphone. And I am not hating on it. I love it. I love that <laughs> high energy. Um, I'm going to just clear things up right now. I cannot get my knees to my butt. I <laughs> think that if I could, I would have a career. I don't know. Like... La Nuba, which is no longer around. The Cirque du Soleil type of thing. I'd probably be touring the world with Cirque du Soleil if I was able to do that. But um, if you guys are able to do that and you do not have a career with Cirque du Soleil, let us know because maybe we can hook you up with, uh, I think they're, they're getting some new cast members as we speak. But friends, we're super excited about today. I think you can tell from the energy, especially from Coach Shelby, that we are going to keep kicking asphalt. And I think this is an important one where we started off with, again, having some conversation about mantras. Um, but maybe we'll get into that a little bit more along the way through because we have plenty of time to ease into that, especially during our easy pace. Let's talk about what you can expect for today. We have been doing quite a few of these. Some of them are called acceleration gliders for you run walkers. 
Some of you guys are calling them strides or striders, but we're gonna go from here and we're gonna do those drills again. And the reason more so than anything else is yes, we want you to practice accelerating and decelerating smoothly, nice into a glide. We also want you to worry, not worry, have more of an, a mindful, intentional focus into your cadence and how if we focus on our cadence, we can really glide up into those paces without it feeling like it's such an incredibly hard effort. We're gonna do those five sets of about 30 seconds to accelerate or to just stride on up to a near top speed. Then we're gonna pull it back again. We're gonna settle into our easy pace for 10 minutes. Now this is where we're at the part of our training plans where all of us are starting to kind of vastly differ as to what we're doing. Some of us may have a race coming up and you may have the drills, the walk and the easy pace. And then we send you on over on your final surge over to our cool down. Or after that, we may take it up a notch where we kick it up into four sets of four minutes and 30 seconds of a higher pace speed, higher effort speed. RP will be anywhere from six to eight. Check your final search for those details. And then we'll have 90 seconds. If you think that four minutes and 30 seconds is intense, we'll wait till we get to one minute and 30 seconds of that one mile pace where we hit up the RP to eight to nine. I'm excited about that one because I think that's where we really get to feel how it is uncomfortable. And I do mean vastly uncomfortable at that point, but still well within our possibility of holding it. So this is something that'll be really good to practice as we start to go into our final baseline one mile PMP a little bit later in this season. Then we're gonna cool it down with a five minute walk. We're gonna do those awesome static stretches that feel oh so good. We will end things with a big high five. How does that sound to you, coach? I love it. And I also think we are missing the mark on this marketing. Why are we not calling Striders espresso shots? I mean, we they kind of are. They're like little, I mean, right? Little espresso They're like shots. little yeah. espresso shots. I would, I would wholeheartedly agree. There is no doubt about that. <laughs> um, so we are. We're going to add a little bit of caffeine <laughs> to get everybody kicked up a notch. In just a little bit, we have about 90 more seconds here before we head on in to our drills. Of course, it's going to, I think the first and second one maybe feel a little cumbersome or a little clumsy, but that's what's wonderful about them is that it's a drill, it's something we get to practice and we can actually start to drill in that feeling into that, that mind-body connection, which we talked quite a bit about before we hit record. Coach, we talked about kind of feeling all of those acceleration paces in our, like within our body versus externally. And I think that's what the gliders or the strides actually allow people to do. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And we were talking about letting go of the metrics and everything and just feeling your feels. And we talk about it a lot, but I think as a runner, it's one of, if not the biggest gift you probably can give yourself is just stripping it down for a second and really going in tune with your body and what is feeling good and what is not because it empowers you long after that moment to really to really see what what running feels like to you and what yeah. running is going to be like as you work through all those different rate uh, like RPE scales or just paces. So I love that. So coach, let's go ahead and get everybody started. We're going to pull into our first glider in uh, three, two, and once you're going to take it from that walk into a light jog. And then from that light jog, we're going to push into a little bit more of like an easy pace from that easy pace, go a little bit faster as you get into more of a tempo feel about RP of six or seven, then go ahead and hit that top speed, not sprinting, put a big spell on your face and then start pulling back nice and easy. Again, focusing on pulling back gently all the way back into our walk in three, two, and one, take a good, beautiful, deep breath. Exhale, do that a couple more times because we have about 20 seconds here before we go into number two. Coach, I'm gonna let you lead that one. So it's all you, friends. All right, we're gonna make this smooth like butter. A butter <laughs> on a brisket or whatever you want. I was watching YouTube and I there was a whole SNL skit. Anyway, we're gonna go ahead and get up in three, two, 
and one. Starting our engines, getting our feet turning over, nice and easy, building that speed up, up, up. Taking a couple more seconds at this more closely to our top speed, starting to hit it right about now, making sure that we're not doing that full out like Christine mentioned. We're just getting up into that higher RPE and then we're gonna bring it back down nice and easy, like some wind in your face, pushing you back. And then just like that, we're gonna catch our breath here in three, two, and one. Being mindful to slow down, Get your hold of your breathing. If you're gasping, that might be a good indication that your RPE scale tipped over a little too hard, but no worries. Just get zen, get ready, and Coach Christine's gonna take you through your next one in just a couple seconds. So I was at the boardwalk this past weekend and did an old school little flip book. We're gonna do a flip book, if you will, an old animation flat flip book. So let's start here, flipping the pages as we go up in three, two, one, moving those feet, concentrating on our feet, turning them over, landing lightly underneath our hips, going a little faster each and every moment, heading up through that RPE scale, flipping the page and animating a little bit more as we start to approach that higher end of maybe our tempo pace in three, two, one, hit it right here and then hold it and take a deep breath as you start to pull on back, nice and easy, bringing it back a little slower. Heading back into our walk in three, two, and one. 30 seconds here. And coach, I'm going to say, can you do it in that accent that you were saying in the last break in our last like 30 uh, second recovery? Can you do the entire 30 second glider <laughs> with that oh accent? Oh God, I'm not sure. I, I feel like I sound exactly like my grandma when I do that because my <laughs> grandma sounded like that. And like she would add S's to everything. So it was Walmart's, Kmart's. Okay, if you so, do that one, I'll try to do it in my mom's voice. So you go. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> All right, honey. We're going to go ahead. We're going to bring it on up in three, two, <laughs> one. Don't you worry about anything. We're just going to go ahead and we're going to ease on up here. You don't want to worry. Where briskets aren't burning, our butter's not melting. We're just going to bring it on up right about here. We're going to take it at that top speed. You're doing great, honey. Don't start schwitzing. You're going to be like a You're great. Then you're going to go ahead and bring on down here in three, two, and one, honey. Oh, you're glowing. <laughs> Mazel tov. You're going to, oh, you're just, there, I can't even right now. I'm schwitzing left and right. I need a spritzer. No. All right. Take it on down to that walk in three, two and one. Oh, good job. Marty, can you believe what they're doing over here? Coach, there's no way I'm following that up. <laughs> that was so phenomenal. Oh my gosh. If any of you were actually able to hold those speeds without like doubling over in laughter, you get bonus points because I don't think that I will be able to. But coach, that was absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to now try. My mom is a little bit more softer spoken in her um, because she was so, um, I think, self-conscious about her lack of being able to speak English well. So bear with me, friends, as I try to like bring in that, that, that harnessing in that energy. But um, let's see. I, everybody looks so beautiful. We're gonna go in three, two, y uno. Vamos un poquito más rápido. We're gonna go just a little bit, a little bit faster. Go a little bit faster, my friends. And keep on pushing. You got it. You're doing so good. Ay, que bueno. Right there, you're there. And ah, ya, pull it back a little bit, just a little bit more. Y podemos uh, walk it out. Three, two, y one. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what we just did, coach, <laughs> but 30 seconds here, friends, and then we're going to go into 10 minutes of easy running, and we'll talk a little bit more about feeling your body, maybe harnessing some of that energy from some loved ones instead of checking out those external metrics. I think that's what we're really all about, is feeling that laughter, feeling that joy, feeling all of that RPE in your bones. So let's go in three two and one, 10 minutes here into your easy pace. Some of you that may be 30% of your max, some of you it may be 40% of your max. Just really tune in to what feels good to you here and now. You should be able to laugh along as you're rolling through here. Again, like you said, I think it's one of those things to where it's always so serious. Everything's always about hitting this pace and hitting this distance and that. And 
I feel like I'm hoping at least when you guys were doing those striders, those gliders, those espresso shots, it kind of reminded you to when you were just a kid running fast because you were trying to get to the convenience store. You're trying to get to your bike or home before the lights went on. And before we became so hyper tense that we didn't just run. Because I think that's the biggest takeaway I've taken from the group over the past 14 weeks is everybody's craving to work hard, but also have that fun. And it's a fine balance and it can get lost a lot of times. And I, I personally think that's why I'm excited for this workout because on the surface, it's exciting. And I mean, once you get into it, it's exciting too, but it's one of those that you kind of, you kind of don't want to like, but then you kind of like and you start sending notes back and forth like check the box yes or no are we going steady are we not going steady everything goes back to relationship with me and running basically well it always is it's our relationship within ourselves in our relationships with our running and our just our desire to kind of of course level up that's what at the end of the day why we all lace up is because we want to level up our commitment to ourselves we want to level up who we see ourselves as and who we are but we also want to make sure that we're doing that in a way that doesn't ever create a certain sense of disgruntled um, or dissatisfaction. We want to always want to approach it from a sense of self-confidence and self-satisfaction. But I love how you drew that parallel to when we were running as kids because this past weekend during a two-miler, I got to see kids, a lot of children were participating with their parents and they weren't the youngest kids. They weren't the oldest they had. They yet weren't preteens. They were at that perfect age where things were still kind of wondrous when it comes to running. And it was great to see them like going all out and then pulling back. It's like that natural um, fart lick or speed play because they really do just tune into what it feels for them. And they feels great to just open up that pace and go all out. And then it felt really awesome when they were able to pull back and get into that walk to catch their breath. So while we're not going to be doing speed play today, once we get past these 10 minutes, we are going to give you the opportunity to open it up a bit and give you that opportunity to kind of figure out what feels good to you. It is going to be a little harder effort, but it's going to be for 24 minutes today of hard effort work which I think's a good mind game. And it is insane that you're talking about seeing parents and their kids race together. When I was out on my run the other night, there was a mom with her son actually doing run walk. And again, I tried not being a creeper, but I wanted so much to like go up and hug this woman because you could tell she was approaching it with her son. His, her son was probably like 10, 11, 12 in that general age area. And you could tell he was working hard, but she was doing it right. She was coming from a place of like, hey, we got this. We're going to keep going. You're doing great. It wasn't this drill sergeant-esque experience. And I'm like, that right there, that's what you want to epitomize as a parent, as a coach, as a person, that that fine line like we do about that, that tough love. Like, you're going to do it, but... I'm here with you and you're going to do great. And it just warmed my little, my little heart, even though I don't have a Grinch heart, it grew three sizes. That day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great. I love that. I actually, from what I saw, I think there seems to be a natural progression of, well, I don't know, but from what I saw, the parents with their kids all seem to have been very encouraging um, and very respectful, whatever it was that their kiddos needed to be able to get through those two miles. And let's be honest, two miles is no joke. Like I was thinking that when I was running it, much less, I'm sure that's how these smaller kids felt it. It probably sounds really easy, just like maybe this workout sounds really easy. Even when we program an easy run, it may sound very easy. And then that day when you're actually in it, maybe it doesn't feel quite so easy. So let's check in right here and now. We're almost five minutes into this easy run. How can you make this feel a little lighter for you? Knowing that we have hard work coming, we want these next five minutes to feel good. And maybe that's you need to do a head to toe check. Maybe you do need to pull it back a few seconds, catch your breath a little bit. If you need to pull back into a walk and then pop right back into your easy pace conversation pace, do so. Maybe even take a stretch. I've been doing that a lot more. I've noticed that I've needed to kind of pull it back for a second in my warm-up mile or my warm-up two miles and just stretch it out a little bit because something was a little tighter. And I've had to really mentally allow myself 
that little bit of time to be like, no, my body's telling me I need to stretch. I need to move this way. Let me take it now so that I can continue on stronger versus getting so hyper-focused of, no, I'm in my warm-up mile. I can't stop. I promise you the world will keep spinning and you're probably going to feel a hell of a lot better. I just said hell. I'm sorry. I just said it twice. No one come at me. <laughs> I think I think that's okay. I think it's okay, especially in our PMP world. Everybody kind of knows who we are, friends, so don't worry about that. Um, There's no hiding. <laughs> but, but again, of course, if, if that does upset you, feel free to reach out to uh, Coach Shelby. Be, be like straight up yeah. with her. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I, can, I can take tough love, be like, Coach Shelby, you got to clean up your mouth. You are a lady. And I said, um, yes, I am a lady. I'm sorry. Um, I'm curious, actually, now that you said that, is it easy for you to take back? Like, because I think this is something that I feel like most of us, and by that I mean everybody who's rolling through here right now, may feel a little insecure when they get feedback. So how do you feel that you would want our athletes to know, like, when we do give you feedback, to know that it is coming from a place of how can we improve? It's not that we're necessarily asking for, or we're trying to just be critical. Um, we're just looking for little places to, to level up here and there. Uh, I would say like when I give feedback personally to an athlete, I always try to make sure they, I do literally put it in there. Like you are doing great. We're just going to work on this and this and make sure that I use my words very clearly Mm -hmm. and I encourage anybody if there's ever a question on what I mean about something or you're worried I think one thing or this thing ask like I've I've said it many times on this on the PMP podcast on a regular podcast honesty above else to me is the most important I will always be honest with you so if you say hey did you mean to make me feel like a big pile of poo I will fully tell you that I did not make you try to make you feel like a big pile of poo. But when I also say I am proud of you guys and I know you are trying and I don't think less of you, please also know I mean that. I don't use that as just filler. Mm -hmm. So if I'm saying let's move this or move that or how can we make this work for you, I'm not shaming you. I really am just trying to find the solution to make sure that you're feeling your best. And it's hard. I get it. Like, I open myself up I fully take any constructive criticism not constructive criticism it doesn't mean that might not be hard but as long as you can have those open lines of communication that above all else really really means the world and Christine's been on the receiving end of it like if I've gotten feedback and I'm like I'm so sorry and she's like (laughs) Shelby like it's okay I'm like okay I think we're both I think we're both sensitive so we can totally understand that but I do believe that yes all of us to get better have to be able to take that feedback so friends if you are maybe needing some clarification on things and you want a little bit more of a conversation reach out to both of us because we're all always available now we have just 90 seconds before we go into the workout so let's talk about it for some of you, this is again why it's so important to check out your final search. We're going to have four sets. We're going to do four minutes and 30 seconds on that RP from six to eight. For some of you, we're going to have you kick up into that one mile pace for 90 seconds. For others of you, we may suggest that maybe you recover for one of the sets, then bump it up the next one. You may have full recovery for those 90 seconds. Remembering that everybody has different goals from where we're at right now. Some people are coming up on races. We may want more recovery time for you. Um, Some of you need to spend more time in tempo versus worrying about hitting that one mile pace. So really just honoring where we're at. So thank you coach for giving us that perfect segue of we're programming in a way. So if you hear us talking about some people being on that eight or nine for 90 seconds, and we have programmed you to pull it back in for 90 seconds, again, just feel good with whatever it is that you're doing right here. And now knowing that all of those things are being programmed for you to, to quote unquote, level it up and to kick it up yes. a notch for where you're this at. This is strategic. Yes. These are strategic decisions on our end. They are not to punish. They are not to look down on. They are strategically made to make sure that you and only you are getting the best for your goals, not everybody else's goals. Amen. So with that, friends, let's go into our very first set. I'm so excited already. Like, I can't believe we're already here. Taking it up, maybe being a little bit more conservative, hanging out around that 60% of our max effort in three, two, 
and one using those striders or those gliders whatever it will to work your way through it knowing that it can take about 20 to seconds 20 to 30 seconds to get into that zone of what you're going to lock in and hold for the entire four minutes and 30 seconds and also knowing that because we've introduced the pop-up challenge that we talked about during our zoom that this is possible friends that you're feeling maybe a little bit of extra soreness that maybe you haven't felt if strength training has been something that's taken a bit of a back burner so letting your body really ease into that pace and just again checking in with where you're at right here and now let us know if you are feeling a little bit of extra soreness so that we can make some some little tweaks on our side but also kind of coach I don't know about you but I kind of like that soreness sometimes like right now my core is feeling a little bit of like it's talking to me and I'm like hey core I like that (laughs) (laughs) it's such a fine line because we're the first ones to say soreness doesn't equal that it was a good workout or or what have you but I am of that same like that little bit of soreness I I like it because it shows I'm engaging Mm -hmm. because you can tell the difference between engagement soreness again going back to being aware of your body you can tell when you're getting sore because you're pushing too hard or that engagement soreness and to piggyback on that because of the movements that we're going to be having in this pop-up challenge you will make notes in your running form of how you are engaging because especially with those core muscles getting some extra work you'll notice on your runs just how much you are engaging your core and i'm actually going to be dropping in a video of kind of showing what i've been giving that visual of that little hip hinge making sure that we're not just pushing out our glutes but we're actually engaging so definitely be on the lookout for that little that little video of me showing off my glutes. It's just one big ruse, everybody. (laughs) What I love too, is that we're getting the best of both worlds with really combining the strength training and combining our endurance training. We're really allowing development of both our fast and slow twitch fibers. We're allowing for more strength to come into play. We're really capitalizing on a lot of like the physiological adaptations, not to mention that really it has such great payoff for all of us as we tend to get older and then tends to be a bit of muscle loss as we get older due it to more sedentary requirements because of our job or due to part of just getting older and as women it's so important that we try to beat back any of those opportunities um of genetic predispositions to osteoporosis or anything of that sort so right here and now if nothing else know that you are making such great strides for the long game and I think that that's really what it comes down to. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about throughout today, what are the benefits of doing cardio before weights or weights before cardio? And before we get into that, though, let's focus in. You've got just another 90 seconds here at this effort before we change it up for that next interval. So check in with your form, see how you're feeling, maybe doing that hip hinge, not showing off your glutes right here and now. <laughs> And making sure that you're tucking under a little bit as coach Shelby has so often told us it makes such a big difference for engaging that core as you're rolling through here. And checking your feetsies. Are they pushing off the ground? Are they dragging? Do you hear your shoes kind of scraping the sidewalk or the treadmill? All those little cues that we can easily turn and tune out. Let's turn that self-awareness and make sure that we are actively pushing off the ground, especially in this higher RPE. It is very easy to start dragging versus mindfully engaging and pushing off that ground or that treadmill. So my friends, we are rolling through here for 30 more seconds. And this is where I want you to start thinking about that next interval. If we are taking it into our one mile pace, you are going to do exactly as coach Shelby just talked about focusing on those feet. And I'm going to say that focusing on your feet for that 90 seconds may be one of the best things you can do that along with that nice tall posture and moving your arms back and forth by your sides to help move those feet a little faster. If you're pulling back into a walk or a lighter recovery, still focusing on that form is always going to help in three, two, and one. Let's do it here and now. And regardless of whatever pace we may have had you go into, I'm still going to call it kicking it, kicking asphalt and kicking it up a notch because I think it's important to note that despite the pace and speed, we're still making great strides. 
We are, pun intended, every step uh-huh. of the way. And again, no matter which way your 90 seconds is going, let's check your shoulders. Make sure we're not pulling them up towards our ears. We're bringing them down. We are sitting up in our posture and not crouching down trying to get speed that way. Because again, just like a animal in the wild, you want to be a lean, mean, running machine. I always love that. It gets me pumped up. It's what gets the people going, everybody. Uh, I love it. We have just about 40 more seconds here. So this is where we want to make sure that you are finding something farther out in that distance, whether you're on a treadmill or you're outdoors. Get that eye of the tiger focus on. Continue moving on through. And do you know, I just found out that you can go stay in like a cheetah rehab place, like in Africa. And I'm like, ooh, I want to make that happen. I want to watch cheetahs all morning Holy as I'm drinking my brain. coffee. I know. Well, cheetahs fast. Finding some of the difference. Eye of the tiger. Squirrel brain works in my brain. Let's go ahead and keep that non-squirrel legs moving in three, two, and one. We're all going to find ourselves back at home in that upper level tempo work. For some of you, you're like, wait, where's my break? I know, I told you, it was gonna be intense for 24 minutes, but we're all gonna find ourselves back into that tempo, four minutes and 30 seconds here. It's still going to feel good pulling back from that one mile pace into your tempo because it's gonna feel a little lighter, but don't take it all the way back into an active recovery just yet if it's not been programmed for you. For our friends that are bringing it back from that walk or that lighter conversation pace up into that tempo, bring it on up nice and easy again. Let's all find exactly where we're at and then hit that cruise control button right here and now for remaining four minutes. Absolutely. Think of this workout kind of like a power bar or granola bar. You grab it on the go, you eat it, it gives you that fuel. And then before you know it, it's gone. I know I always talk about food on runnings. I'm sorry, but it's my best analogy. And you know, by now I love my analogies. It gets me through my day. It gets me through my runs and it goes hand in hand with that visualization that Christine was talking about, focusing on something in front of you, Hopefully not the clock. If you are on the treadmill, cover it up. This is your friendly reminder. But focusing on a point in front of you, focusing on the wall in front of you, and just locking in that speed. Trying not to look at your watch a ton. We're keeping the time. Don't worry. We're marking it down. You've got enough time to settle into this groove and really just let your legs do the moving, your feet do the walking, checking in with the breathing, making sure that you're not gasping. You might be able to still be doing your nose breathing. You might be doing in through the nose, out through the mouth, but whatever it is, just keep it steady. Keep in control. You've got this. Ooh, I like it. So coach, let's talk about the age old question of should we strength train before we do our runs or if we should run before we do our strength training. And I'm going to bring um, forward some results from a meta analysis of over 19 studies. And the studies were pretty interesting because they really, some of the studies were done for eight weeks, some were done for 24, some studied specifically like age groups. There were a lot of different things that were at play with each individual of these studies. So this meta-analysis of all the studies really helps us to kind of get a really good overarching view. And what it comes down to is, of course, it's always going to be what your goals are. I mean, that's like the primary focus and it depends on what season you're in. Let's say that we're starting to get into maybe what I would consider a shoulder season where you're not in the middle of a specific endurance cycle um, and you have a little bit more flexibility with what your goal may be. If you are looking to bring strength training into your everyday life as you are with running in perpetuity, which hopefully you are, um, we want to look at making sure that it may not always be running first and then strength training later. If you are going to do strength training for more than eight weeks, it does look like there's benefits with lower body strength and actually doing your strength training first and then doing your endurance training afterwards. And that could not be just running, it could also be cycling. So let's take that into consideration as to what the goals are. If you're not sure what your goals are, this is another opportunity to check in with either of us and see where we're at and how we can help you program that so it best 
actually makes the biggest improvement for you over the next few weeks. Of course, knowing that this pop-up challenge is kind of giving us a taste of what we're going to experience. Just a small taste, a little teeny tiny taste of what we've got programmed and up our sleeve for the boot camp before we head into summer training. I'm so excited for that boot camp. Me too. Like, I don't know if it's just because it has boot in it, this post booty, <laughs> but... I really do have an obsession with my glutes. It's it's probably that's probably not healthy, why but... that's why you're so excited about the boot camp. I'm shocked. <laughs> I think that's why. I'm shocked that you didn't force us to like name it like booty boot camp or something like that. Uh... <laughs> I was just thinking about the song booty 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 rocking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, What's that called? I'm... Miss New Booty? Is that I think the so by song Bubba is? Sparks actually? Um, Look at yeah. you knowing the artist. Hip hop, I know. Like I can totally hip hop is my jam. That I will always probably have an upper hands on but when it comes to anything else i have no clue like literally friends <laughs> it doesn't matter what i have a clue on when it comes to pop cultural references because what we do have a clue on is it's time to make that pace change right here and now in three two and one let's do it rock stars for 90 seconds taking it up into that one mile race pace effort or pulling back into an active recovery and really just leaning in to that pace and feel and effort. And not being afraid that it's gonna be hard. I think that's been my biggest takeaway since I became a runner, is getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And some days it's easier than others, but it feels good to push within that reasoning of knowing that this one mile pace, that 90 seconds, it's not for the faint of heart. It's gonna be work. You're gonna have to really zone in and think about it and focus. But then once it's done, it's amazing what else you think you can tackle and what you'll go for versus being a little bit more timid to try something. I love that. And I think that applies to every aspect of our lives is that you can just give it a try. It doesn't mean that you have to keep it and incorporate it forever into your life, but to give it a try and to be excited about trying something different and new. So with that, we have 15 more seconds. This is your time to try to hold in a little bit more or maybe even just focus on giving those feet a little bit more of a push because we're all going to meet back into our tempo pace in three, two, and one. Let's go ahead and bring it into our tempo pace. RPE six, seven, hanging out right then and there. 60 to 70% of our max effort. This is what we usually call the sentence pace, but it may be a bit closer to one to two words if you're in that 70% of your max effort. If you're making this more of a traditional, more tempo with a little bit of upsurges with those 90 seconds, then you're gonna, again, it's gonna not be conversational for you. It's not gonna be sentence pace. You probably may put out a curse word or two, or at least not really love Coach Shelby and I this very instant, but you'll love us later. I feel confident of that. We'll be loved later. And you know what? I'm really looking forward to the feedback on this and seeing how everybody kind of approached it mentally, how it felt physically. So I'd love to see some more note heavy commentary in your final surges or if you email us with the notes that's okay too but definitely interested to see also too we've talked about it before would you have attempted this before the group or is this something that you're getting more and more comfortable trying out and even going back to the strength before the running Christine I'd be interested do you do you do the strength more after you're running or before you're running? Is that something that you've been playing with? So that's a great question. And before I answer that, I'm going to specify actually a little bit more about this meta-analysis of the studies. And the number one way, if you can, if you have the luxury of time, and I am not being um, in any way facetious about luxury of time, I think that is one of the most honored things that we can have is a luxury of time that not all of us have. If you have a luxury of time and you are trying to make benefits and strides in both your strength in terms of lifting more or lifting heart, um, lifting heavier, or you're, and you're trying to make a lot of endurance gains, the best thing you could do is actually separate the two with having three hour recovery in between at least. And that goes back to two a days. And back in the day, when I did have more of a luxury of time, two-a-days were my go-to. Two-a-days just have always been my jam. Um, and two-a-days, for people that aren't familiar with it, maybe 
you don't have kids in sports or you didn't play sports yourself is usually when you just have two workout sessions that are broken up again through the course of your day you'll do one in the morning and go through the course of your day you'll do one in the afternoon not really always the most convenient right like there's a myriad of reasons why it's not convenient it usually makes more laundry i don't know people have to do lively things like they have to like, you know, make breakfast for the family or make dinner for the family afterwards. So being able to pull away twice in one day may not be the most easy to pull off. So some of us have to kind of collapse and do that, collapse that time into a smaller frame to get both our run and our strength training. Um, it depends on my season. Two-a-days really are my jam, but I would probably right now be prioritizing strength as my number one going out the door and then going out for my endurance training right afterwards. It does mean that my endurance training, when I have it on a strength day, does usually mean that it's a little bit easier paced or it may feel a little bit more stilted, a little bit more fatigued, but there's for me a lot of mental value in that as well. Long, long answer, coach. Long answer. But such, <laughs> but packed full of so many great points. I want to make sure I hit all of them. First of all, I love the way you describe the two-a-days. Because I think people hear two-a-days and think super hard effort. Then another super hard effort. And just like pounding themselves in the ground. And this is a great conversation I had with one of the athletes during our check-in calls. Because they like spending, they like getting their mornings going, but it doesn't mean that they have time to do everything. And they had talked about, is it okay if I kind of break it up? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And we were able to have a really conducive and constructive conversation about it. And it was truly just magical. I, I, I value those conversations so much with athletes. Good. I love to hear that. It sounds, I mean, again, that's what we love to do. That's why we're doing this. It's um, a passion for us. There's no doubt about it. So friends, that's why we're going to have you be passionate about that pace change right here and now in three, two, and one, knowing this is your third one. You absolutely got what it takes. Now, again, you guys know I'm never shy. I've always said the second to last has always been a little bit more of a challenging one for me, working on that mind game myself right here and now. So this is where maybe you want to dig in a little deeper into your why. Why are you making this shift? Why do you feel so good afterwards um, knowing that you pushed forward here when usually everything in your body or mind is telling you, let's not do this anymore. <laughs> so just pull into that. Why, why do we keep coming back to what I consider these opportunities to level up and challenge ourselves? And there's also been a lot of work done about how, if we create these in coach, we've talked about it before, but if we create these opportunities to challenge ourselves that we're more prepared for when life hands us curveballs. So thinking about the fact that we've handled quite a bit of curveballs, leaning into that, you know, you have a hundred percent proof that you've gotten through those hard times and knowing that you can get through this hard time here and now, if you are feeling like it's a little bit of a struggle bus, it's feeling easy as pie. Good for you. Cause we got 20 seconds less left. Mm, pie. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite pie? I'm not actually a big pie person. Oh, well, then you I mean, shouldn't I, even be talking like about it. I like the crusts. I just, the filling, it's hard to find a good filling. I'm going to go with a chocolate pie. Oh, it's a cop out. Really? But I'm going to go with the chocolate okay. pie. Well, no, there's no copping out, friends, here, because we're going back into our tempo pace. Our last set in three, two, and one. Four minutes, 30 seconds here. This is the last one. You may be feeling a little bit of that pre-fatigue. You feel like you've been out there for some time, but knowing that you can keep moving on through rock stars. I also want to touch back on the two-a-days and about even just balancing strength and running in general. I, and I'm thinking about this of how to say it correctly, but one of those activities has to be boring. And I mean that in, again, not by both of them being hard effort. Like, don't go sit there and do X amount of deadlifts at your max weight and then go run this type of workout. Mm-hmm. One of those workouts should be more on the boring side, more of that base side, like our easy runs. They're not the most exciting things in the world. We get that, but we know the importance of it. So if you're trying to balance everything, don't try to make all your workouts these banner, exciting, quote unquote, insta-worthy workouts. Realize that one's gonna have to, even if you're not in a training cycle or not in a full strength cycle, 
one's going to have to give. You can't grind out both of them and expect to get the same results. There are very few instances when you're going to go lift super, super heavy and then on the same day, go run a workout like this. Most of the time, there's going to be a little a little tit for tat, a little this or that, a little sweet and savory. <laughs> yes, if you do end up having two harder effort workouts in the same day, obviously that really good recovery time in between. And that's where I'm going to say that your nutrition plays such a huge, huge factor into how you're going to feel with that second effort. Um, and knowing that it's going to take you a little bit longer in that second effort, whatever that second effort may be. If you're going into the gym, it's going to probably take you a little bit of longer time to warm on up to feel good into that. If you're going into a harder effort workout after having a harder effort strength training session, knowing again that it's going to take you a little bit before you feel good into those paces. And again, really harnessing in, um, increasing that protein to help with pairing with our muscle fibers, knowing that even with regardless of whatever your preferred nutrition may be, that there are ways to get in some really good protein, get some really good anti-inflammatory produce into our diet to help. It's not going to make you like, you're not going to have a, I don't know, a protein smoothie and all of a sudden be like the Hulk. But obviously, no. I want to be Arnold. Pump <laughs> it up the iron. He talks so much about that actually in a documentary about how much his viewpoint of nutrition has changed over the decades from when he first started um, in the whole world of fitness. Obviously, too, he's also gotten older. He needs to make different decisions based off of it takes more time for him to recover, which is another thing to talk about. This work doing two a days in your late teens, if you did that, if you were really athletically inclined, may have been nope. like no big deal <laughs> whatsoever. Or, you know, we have a couple of folks who definitely played a collegiate sports or high school sports. Two a days for them, they were probably able to do really easily two hard efforts. It was no big deal. As we get older, not quite so easy. You definitely, your body definitely needs a little bit more recovery time. So taking that into play as well. We have 60 seconds here, friends. Keep going, knowing that we've got one final pace change before we all meet back in our cool down. Is it bad anytime anybody talks about like getting more protein in, even as a vegetarian, all I think about is like a big steak on one of those really big like uh, salad serving forks and like just troop, just chomping on it. Like that's all I think about. Really? I don't yeah. think that at all. <laughs> oh, you don't think about like just somebody daintily eating a bowl of beans? <laughs> I, I think when I think of protein, I tend to think of like chicken i think of fish i think of my absolute favorite i have a favorite afternoon like protein filled snack that i go to that is totally my jam so yeah i don't think i think of a big i'm not you know i'm also not a big red meat eater so maybe that's why it doesn't come into my head i don't know why it goes into I, yours miss vegan or I, vegetarian I, whatever i am but okay we're gonna have to know your little snack in the cool down but for now let's take the last 90 seconds if you're firing it up let's go in three two and one again always follow the final surge but the last 90 seconds let's burn some rubber let's go for it you see that finish line you see the beer tent the banana tent whatever you want that tent to be picture it smell it let, uh, take over all your senses and just go. Even though we're not probably signing up for any mile races, I don't think we have anybody on the roster that is signing up for a mile race. Think of this as, what is it, the amuse-bouche? The little palate cleanser? Yeah. Well, yeah, yes. See, the I know my stuff. Well, amuse-bouche is, yes, it tantalizes the, the taste buds, so that would be kind of like a pre-course versus a palate cleanser, but still, I feel you, girl. I know what you're going with Whatever. <laughs> But you guys know me by now. <laughs> but we also, everybody here on this roster is going for a one mile test because we're going to have our our one mile race here very soon. For the 16th week, we're going to have our final PMP mile test. And I know some people love it. Some people love to hate it. Some people hate to love it. I don't know all of the different things, but we've got 20 seconds here. So keep pushing and we're all going to meet back into a five minute walk. It's going to be the most beautiful walk of your entire life but don't let up just yet. 10 more seconds here, all the way through, nice and tall. Keep moving those feet, keep pumping those arms, keep on pushing in three, two, 
one. Let's pull it back easily, nice and gently. We're gonna ease into that walk. Find yourself at home and then we're gonna walk it out before you do some static stretches and then we're done. High five. I love like how I, I tried to slow play you. Like, oh, no one has a one mile race. And then you come in with reality. I'm like, Christine, I'm everybody. like, I needed to do them in a false sense of security. No, everybody has one. I want everybody <laughs> stay focused. It's just a couple of weeks away. Um, See, we're like good cop, bad cop. We level each other out. It's like sweet and savory. Again, yeah. it totally works. There is, well, of course, a little hint of spice as we've as we've come to the conclusion of as well. So, friends, absolutely great job. You do not have to wait for this entire workout to be done to start loving yourself and clapping for yourself, as my mother would do. My mom was a huge cheerleader. She loved applauding me. She loved cheering me on. Cheer. She never understood my love for running ever, but she would still always be there to be excited about it and cheer me on. And there's no reason for us to wait for others to be excited for us. Let's be excited for ourselves. So phenomenal job. Pat yourself on the back as you continue to walk it out and catch your breath. Maybe you're thinking through like what went really well during that segment and what can you make slight improvements on? Um, and I actually like to do both for the record. I think it's so important that we have a good, and maybe that's the realist in me, that we have a really good opportunity to congratulate ourselves, but to also see what can I have tweaked? What can I do next time going into this type of workout that will help it feel a little easier, a little smoother, a little bit more focused? I actually think that's how taking um, constructive criticism or feedback I, it's helped me do that better by doing that on my runs to where not looking at improvement or things I could have done different as a negative, but instead an opportunity to keep growing. And I mean, again, I've, I've said it, I don't even know how many times of what running's done to change my life and my outlook on life and my outlook on certain things. So doing that with my runnings helped me in my day-to-day -day life of trying not to see it so cut and dry as goods and bads, but seeing the goods and the rooms for improvements. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about a few improvements that can be done outside of the gym and outside of the track or off the treadmill that may help you guys over these next couple of weeks as we have this more extended pop-up challenge and a little bit of a teaser of the boot camp coming up. This is where I'm going to tell you that nothing, and I do mean nothing that you do, can possibly substitute getting to bed and resting and really actually sleeping as well as you possibly can. And I know that can be challenging for folks um, based off of schedules, based off also of our hormones, because we may be in a hormone cycle that doesn't necessarily allow for us to sleep soundly through the night. So this is where I really want you to start tweaking those things, um, thinking of the things you can do to help you with it. And of course, if you have any questions on it, feel free to reach out to us, but we'll be popping in some little tips throughout the next couple weeks as well. For me, one of the game changers is having a nice cool home, having a nice dark home, and also making sure that all of my electronics are as um, muted or off as possible. So let's definitely not skimp out on our rest because as you are pushing into those strength cycles and you're doing your running, you need to be able to really repair and recover and it happens at night. I love how you say a cool home as you probably sit there with your space heater on below you. Actually, not today because it is getting hot in here in Florida. <laughs> yeah. um, like, no one likes a bragger about how hot you are, Christine. Yeah, I'm just no, kidding. No, Pat yourself on the back, girl. It, it is. It's definitely, um, for me, a game changer whenever I make my home a little bit cooler. But there are also hormonal cycles where, for me, especially, and I think a lot of women, if you start to track your your menstrual cycle, you'll see usually a few days leading up to your period starting. For a lot of us that may have maybe a slight PMDD, which just basically means that your PMS may be a little bit more severe, you may have less ability to sleep, you may find yourself tossing and turning more, your body may heat up a bit more, and you may also find that you're a little bit more anxious. So recognizing that, making those notes, so that when you see that coming, you kind of figure out how to lean into what helps you through that, and just kind of also lean and that maybe you're not going to be sleeping as well and that may be a time to pull back a little bit on the workout intensity or to take more yoga restorative movement during the day as well 
it's like you can see into my house, huh. even though I always know when I'm getting my period because I turn into a witch with a B. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm so grumpy. And I'm like, oh, shoot, never mind. I know. Yes. And I just like apologize. Like I can do a blanket apology to my entire family. Aww. Well, I mean, that's you and everyone else, girl. You are not the only one. For me, <laughs> yeah. I tend to get really anxious and my sleeping cycle just goes way wonko. So, um, and that's, again, it varies for every person, but there are definitely some generalized that we could definitely say. But with that, friends, it's time to do some of that restorative movement that we were talking about that might be good for you to do depending on what's going on with your hormone cycle. So we're going to do some static stretches. Coach, you want to go ahead and lean into one of your favorite static stretches for when maybe you do need something a little bit restorative that can be done throughout the day. So I'm going to start out with my second favorite. Okay. And this is going to be some side little stretches. So I want everybody to stand up tall shoulders nice and low and then I'm gonna have you sweep up your arms gonna take your right arm gonna take your left wrist with that right hand and gonna lean to the left gonna hold it there for a few seconds feel that rib cage really opening up especially after that heavier breathing you probably had gives a really good stretch and opens everything up coming back to center switch left hand going on your right wrist going to lean to the right again really feeling everything opening up especially after these hard efforts I feel like my upper body needs the beginning of the love to kind of bring all of my systems down a minute so you can go ahead and release maybe give a little shake a little shimmy a little jive Christine you want to take the next one so I'm going to do the same thing so let's we're going to probably have four stretches today I'm going to do my second to um second favorite and then we'll both finish with our first. Right, my second favorite is gonna be a wide angle forward fold. So go ahead and bring those feet wider than shoulder width apart as far as you comfortably can, I should say, without trying to be into any kind of splits. And then you're gonna gently roll down towards the floor, nice and easy. Maybe you go all the way down where your hands or palms or maybe fingertips are able to make contact with the floor. If not, and you need to find yourself at home again on your quads, your thighs, your knees, or on your shins, wherever you can find that comfort. And then just lengthen your torso. Feel that pressure coming off of your spine. You should feel a really nice stretch on your lower back. You should feel a great stretch on your hamstrings. Wherever it feels good, it's so important though that that's where you're at right here and now. That you're not trying to push too far into it. You're not trying to feel too long of a stretch. Again, it's all about restorative play here. And then three, two, one. Gently roll up into standing position. And coach, I don't know, maybe you're going to take them back into that kind of, but we're going to go ahead and reset in our nice tall standing position right here and now. Yep. So I'm going to go with my favorite, or at least my favorite for today. Again, you all know we change, like we change clothes, lots of laundry. But I'm going to have you again do a nice wide stance. Toes are going to point out. We're going to do a little hip stretch slash sumo squat, but it's just going to be one. So go ahead, put your hands out in front of you and squat down. Go as far as it's comfortable. It might be all the way. It might be a little halfway. But I want you to squat down and take your elbows and push out on your knees. Again, being mindful to not overstrain because our lower body did just go through a heck of a workout. But this is going to help to open up the hips a little bit. You'll feel it all the way in your back end, in those quads, in your shins. You're going to probably feel a little bit of everywhere again because we just kind of gave our body a little bit of a beating in a nice way. So just push out a little bit here and then slowly bring yourself up if you need to put your hands on the ground and kind of heel toe your feet in to get back to that stand position and come up slowly. Sometimes that is the more gentle way, especially if your body doesn't naturally love getting down in that low flow there. Ooh, I love that. Now, this one is going to be completely optional, friends. So for some of you, go ahead and wrap it up because not everybody's going to have the ability to do this one based off of where you may be in the world. If you just finish up your run and you're still outdoors, we're going to go into child's pose. This is going to be my all-time always 
favorite um, restorative pose, I should say. And again, not available to all of us because you may not have a mat or somewhere where you can actually bring yourself down into a floor pose. But if you can, maybe even hold this for later or just keep in mind, this might be something in your back pocket to have throughout the day, but you're gonna kneel with your knees spread slightly at a V angle and your toes are gonna be touching like the point of the V. You're gonna sit back onto your heels. You're gonna lower your chest toward your knees. You're gonna extend your arms in front of you and you're gonna let your head rest on the mat. And then I'm not gonna talk for 30 seconds and let you just kind of find your breath there. I'm gonna talk if you can't do child's pose. Also invite you to do a nice light forward bend as well. Great uh, standing option. Now I won't talk. Okay, just gently gonna go ahead and bring that awareness back, friends, as we start to wrap this up. I do want you all to give yourself a pat on the back, give yourself a big high five, pop into either final surge. Let us know how you feel about today's workout, how you feel about your movement what you did that felt restorative, that was good for your body. And then again, it's, I'm going to leave it up to you, coach. Go ahead with that quote. All right. And don't worry, Christine's not going to get off the hook. She will send it, that high protein snack idea into the group. So that way <laughs> we all can have a little snackatizer. But the quote today, believe me, my journey has not been a simple journey of progress. There have been many ups and downs, and it is the choices that I made at each of those times that has helped shape what I have achieved. And that is Hataya Nadella. So remember that it is not a lateral journey. We have ebbs, we have flows, we have ups, we have downs. But all we can do is take one step at a time, make one decision at a time, and know that every choice helps shape the amazing journey that we are continuing to be on. 